Welcome to the ministry of the International Christian Assembly in Southeast Spain. We are here for the purpose of worshipping God and reaching others with love. We pray that as you listen, you will be inspired and challenged in your walk with God. Well, good morning church again. Great to be back up here bringing the word. Let's open in prayer and bring our hearts to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we bless and praise your holy name. We give you all the glory and we ask that you will teach us to listen to your word and that through it we may grow and be able to spread your word to those we encounter in our daily lives. This we ask in the name of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Right, so, I want us today to look at this word. Is Christian here? No, he isn't. Yes, he is. There. You're okay, Christian. We're not going to talk about you. In particular, I want us to look at three points. I want us to look at what does the world say about this word, Christian? What does the Bible say about it? And how does it and how should it affect our lives or the lives of those who say they are Christians? Well, the dictionary definition is this. And don't worry, it's going to be a short sermon because it's hot. The dictionary says this. A person is anyone who has, a Christian is a person who has, anyone who has received Christian baptism or is a believer in Christianity. So according to that analogy, the world looks at being a Christian as one or the other. Someone who's been baptised or someone who just believes in Christianity. And the definition of baptism in the dictionary is, can, it, can just mean somebody who's been sprinkled with water. So we know that that is not right. The world in general misuses the word Christian in so many ways and they think it's okay when it is obviously not okay. They presume that people are the religion of their parents. They presume that somebody born into a Jewish household is a Jew. That somebody born into a Muslim household is a Muslim. Or somebody that's born into a Christian household is a Christian when that certainly is not true. I remember hearing uh, Franklin Graham, the son of the late Billy Graham, um, say one day that he was, he was travelling somewhere to preach and he jumped in a taxi in New York. And by the look and the dress of the taxi driver, he presumed, quite wrongly, that the guy was a Muslim. So he thought, oh, I must ask him about his faith. So he said... Can I just ask you about your faith? And the guy said, yeah, I'm a Christian. And he said, oh, that's fantastic. When did you become a Christian? How did you become a Christian? And the guy said, oh, no, I've always been a Christian. I was born a Christian. And we know that nobody is born a Christian. We are all born apart from God. Nobody can be born a Christian. We are literally separated from God at birth. And some people say they're Christians because they go to church a lot. Some people say they're Christians because they do good deeds and they give a lot to charity. And even worse, some people say they're Christians because that's what they put the little X in the box when they're filling out a form. Oh, I'm not one of them, I'm not one of them, and I don't, so I must be one of them. So I'm a Christian. That's not true. So where does the word Christian actually come from? Well, it's first used for the disciples in Antioch, which was in Syria. 
and is now Turkey. Still called Antioch, little different pronunciation. But After Barnabas brought Saul, that was Paul, where they taught for about a year. It says in Acts 11, 26, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. That's Barnabas bringing Saul. For a whole year, they met with the church and taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. Also in Acts 26, 28, it says, And Agrippa said to Paul, In a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? And once again in 1 Peter 4 and 6, it says, Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. So it's a widely used word. Or is it? Remarkably, those are the only three verses in the entire New Testament that the word Christian is mentioned. So they were called Christians because of the way they behaved. They spoke like Christ. They lived like Christ. They were Christ-like. They had, it was said, a Christian heart. But what is a Christian heart? Well, the Bible tells us in lots of verses. Don't worry, we're not going to go through all of them. What a Christian heart is. It's not just, from a medical point of view, the organ that pumps blood around your body to keep you alive. The Bible says that the heart has many, many facets. We've all heard the saying, he or she um, lets their heart rule their head. Well, in the Bible, it tells us that actually it does control part of our mind, our emotions, our will. And we can see that in many scriptures. Here are just four examples. In Matthew 9.4, it says, And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why are you thinking evil things in your hearts? Thinking is an activity of the mind. So that shows that our mind is part of our heart. In Acts 11.23, it says, Who, when he arrived and saw the grace of God, rejoiced and encouraged them all to remain with the Lord with purpose of heart. Well, purpose means to decide, to do something, to exercise your will. So it shows that your will is obviously part of your heart. John 16, 22 says, Therefore you also now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and no one takes your joy away from you. Rejoicing is an emotion. So when we see that our heart rejoices, that's showing us that emotion is also part of our heart. The verses aren't coming up as nothing to do with the members of staff. I just didn't get them till last night. And it's also part of our conscience. 1 John 3.20 says, because if our heart condemns us, that's conscience. So is that what it means to be a Christian? Well, it's certainly part of the life of a Christian. Being gracious and merciful to others is Christ-like. Praying, giving forgiveness, caring for the sick, 
helping the needy. They're all Christ-like qualities, but those qualities come with being a Christian. They don't make you a Christian, and they're not done to make you a Christian. Because the Lord himself tells us what a true follower of Christ, a Christian is. And we heard that in today's reading, which Gloria read for us. In John 3, 3 to 6, it says, Jesus answered him truly, truly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. But don't, convert, don't confuse being born of water as baptism. Some people do, but it isn't. Back in the day, that's how it was referred to when a child was born. A pregnant woman's waters broke. She knew she was about to give birth, and that's why they described it as a water birth. So it's literally talking of a second, second birth. So how do we know when we are born again? When we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us? Well, the minute we confess that Jesus is Lord and we truly believe that God raised him from the dead, we are saved and the Holy Spirit comes into us and makes us alive in Christ. And we know this because we start to obey his commands without question. Because that's what he said we would do. 1 John 2, 3 to 4. And by this we know that we have come to know him. If we keep his commandments, whoever says I know him but does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. So the Bible is extremely clear on what a Christian is. So as a final point, how does it and how should it affect our lives? Well, in the second part of John 10.10, it says, I came that they have life and they may have it abundantly. Well, abundant life, abundant life is a wonderful thing. It's the abounding fullness of joy and strength in body, in mind, in love, in every part of our being. Not just eternal life. There are approximately eight and a half billion people on this planet. Everybody past, everybody present, everybody future will have eternal life. Being a Christian means that the difference for us is we get to spend that eternity with our God. They do not. Being Christian gives us a purpose in life. The purpose to do things that we, we never thought we could do. A purpose to glorify God, to be with him forever. We have been forgiven for all our sins, cleansed of all guilt. One of my favourite passages, as some of you know, is Romans 8.1. There is no condemnation in Jesus Christ. And it's an end to all our pain, all our suffering, when one day Jesus will wipe away every tear from our eyes. So we should be honoured 
I'd like to say proud, but pride is a sin. But we should be honoured to be called Christians. We should show everybody that we meet that we have something they need. Because they do need it. And we should never, ever be afraid to stand up for our Christian beliefs. No matter to who or when. To show people that we are Christian is being a Christian. That's what a Christian is. It's not a badge of honour. It's not just following something willy-nilly. It's actually showing people that we care, that we know that Jesus came and saved us, was resurrected and lives at the right hand of the Father. So don't ever, ever be ashamed when people say, are you a Christian? To say yes. Let me leave you with this. If you were arrested tomorrow morning, taken to court and charged with being a Christian, would there be enough evidence against you to convict you? Would there? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the time we've spent together worshipping your name. As we leave this place today, keep your hand upon us in all that we do, in, all, in every area of our lives, Lord. Help us and teach us and bless us to show others your word. In all of the small things that you do for us, Lord, you bring us joy every day. Fill us with that joy and that peace that can only come from you. This we ask in the precious name of your Son and our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to the ministry of the International Christian Assembly, a ministry of AMG Spain and AMG International. For more information, please visit our website at www rca.org. This audio file is not copyrighted.